You are listening to Nick Portella's Mixed Martial Arts Update in association with Primal Radio. All right, we're back. Primal Radio. What's up, Tommy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, usual hey, response. Doing... Your usual response. Hey, I thought you were going to work on that. That's my that's catchphrase. Right. There's always next week, Tom. You have seven days or whatever the time frame is before this show and the following. I would expect some sort of a change when I ask you what's up. Do you think you can do that? Yeah, I always like the line from Tony Soprano. You know, how are you doing? It, it, better than some, worse than others. But uh, All right, we'll go with that next week. Yeah, let's right, do that. You got to work on your North Jersey accent. Hey, anyway, so we're back to this. We're doing our monthly update with our, our resident MMA expert from uh, Nick Portella MMA. Nick, how are you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing great. Good. Good seeing you, man. We saw you last night. It was awesome. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Michelle. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, Tom had a little agenda for us. I'm not big on agendas. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a little recap. So we put out the show last month and I felt right. it was like one of our best ever shows and I'm really it happy was. we're doing this great. each month. You came back afterwards and you said, oh, I've got a slightly different take on what happened. So this was about the McGregor, uh, Khabib, Khabib jumping over the fence, it all kicking off. Um, and really what happened after the kind of, after the decision. So, uh, do you want to tell us about what you've concluded? Nick, yeah, you went I, back and watched it. Is that what happened? I did, because we did it when there was only what you saw, and then, you know, all right. the camera angles come out. <clears throat> so, my conclusion is, well, currently I'm reading that they're talking about suspending Khabib for like 10 years, and he wow. said he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's not he going to the hearing. Yeah, he all says right. he don't care. I get it. He jumped over the cage into the crowd. But the reality is Dylan Dennis is in the crowd, thought he was going to just talk shit and Khabib wasn't having it. He he got his bluff called and didn't like it. But now the other part that I saw that was interesting is if you watch the videos, Khabib's team like comes running across the cage to jump over to help him. Without question, McGregor threw the first punch inside of the cage. And I know uh, the Athletic Commission released a statement saying that had they have seen all the video footage, he would have received none of his pay and he would be in the same boat. But unfortunately, he got paid. But isn't that that a defensive punch? Like if anyone comes running towards me or like one of my martial arts students, I'm going to say you you bang them out and worry about the consequences afterwards. I would say yes, except for if you watch one angle of the video, they run to the cage and are going over the cage and he turns around and throws the first punch. Well, yeah, that's right. So listen, if you're uh, Tom's right, if you were jumping over the goddamn counter coming at me before you're there, I'm, I'm going to throw a punch at you. But they Why weren't would- going, they weren't going at him. They ran past him to jump over the cage to go where Khabib was. He turned around inside you, of the cage right. and threw a punch at the guy. Yeah, going see, that's, that's that 2020 vision. It's easy to say when you get another view of perspective, but when you're there in the shit, that's why a cop might shoot someone or someone might overreact when someone's coming at him. He doesn't know in that moment. Look, I don't care how it goes one way or the other, but when a guy's running towards you at, it, at that mo- moment in time, McGregor does not really know what the fuck is going on. So he sees right. a guy running. He doesn't know that they're jumping over the fence about that guy. You can't discern that in a split second time. It's beyond your conscious thought. So in his defense, he just throws a punch at someone. Yeah. I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that he had any concept of what was really transpiring to, in that second. To me, if McGregor I, doesn't fry, throw that punch, he gets hit. I, 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 you you right. see that body language. You see what's happening there. And to me, that's that's that's... About to happen. I, I don't know, but I'll tell you the reality. I think they should just find them both and let it go. Nothing no, really happened. 
nothing so really one fighter, one fighter was talking shit to another fighter who jumped over the cage. They, they threw punches. It didn't look like any landed. But even if they did, they're fighters. They know what they're getting into. Just let it go. Find them. You know, they're $2 million and let it be. You got as much as I, I'm not a McGregor fan. He sells pay-per-view cards. And Khabib's the champion. You're going to spend the champion from Las Vegas for 10 years? Just let him pay the fine well, and let it go. Means, I think that might be excessive. There's, I think other things that might be in play, you might have a take on it. Um, you know, the end of the day, he, no matter what, they're fighters. I get all that. You did put a lot of innocent potential people in danger by doing that. You know, does the UFC want to have its image tarnished by that? Does it make it worse? I don't know that to be the case one way or the other, but I think there are other conversations. Would I would I suspend him forever? No, but that's not really the UFC's decision, right? It's the State Athletic Commission. Yeah, it's Nevada's Athletic right. Commission. So, so you if gotta he gets suspended there, does every he's other done. state follow suit? Yes, or they is do. he just suspended in Nevada? Nope, he's suspended everywhere in the United so, States. I don't know. And then you got 50 Cent offering him $2 million out of his pocket to go to Bellator. Bellator. Yeah. Right. I would, love to, I would love to get him on to talk. But you mind know, you. Awesome. And the Mayweather staff. Well, if, yes. if, right, hang on. if the, the, uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission suspends Khabib for, well, let's say, one year, whatever that time frame is, he can't fight for another organization in the United States. It doesn't work that way. He is completely... Every Nevada is the god of the state athletic commissions in in combat sports. So they say, "Go, oh, it's reciprocity." They follow me. Okay, they're doing it. We're going to respect that. Um, and subsequently, let's go back to. Let's assume Bellator puts a, a card on uh, in uh, you know Pennsylvania, and they allow Khabib to fight. I can tell you, Bellator will never have an event in Nevada. Which says, well, big deal, but that's a big deal when you're a combat sport, don't you think? The I place think. to fight, now, right, it would be... What if it's out of the country? Same thing, because it's disrespect. And what if it's a different combat sport? Because there was that Khabib Mayweather boxing match swirling, or does that cover you for everything? You're just I think I th- my take on it is it covers you for... We don't have to agree with this, uh, with what they're doing. I think right. it would cover boxing, wrestling... You know, WWE maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't know that answer. But I think for sure that if you're that organization that does that, if you're hoping to go to big time and and you're doing that, uh, despite what Vegas says, I think you're in a lot of hot water. That's yeah, just my just take think, on it. <clears throat> I just don't think it warrants – I really just don't believe it warrants the suspension. Because at the end of the day, no one got hurt. I know people could have got hurt, but no one got hurt. When you have two of the bigger – stars you know what i mean what i you know what do you do you take them both out of the game and you're right mcgregor and i i get he threw a punch or he's part of it and should be suspended i'm not disagreeing i'm i what the art the discussion earlier was that i believe he threw the punch because he didn't know what the fuck was going on that's what i and believe. that's I possible in in the moment you just see chaos and people yeah. rushing at you and you might throw yeah, a punch or right so that's what i think so i'm not saying he's innocent in any way so obviously because he, he started it earlier nothing happened there's a whole history there, and having that 2020 hindsight is easy of what they should have done or how it should have been handled. And it and wasn't. Then you, you'll get you'll get the backlash from all right. He jumped into the crowd, and Khabib made the comment himself. This guy attacked a bus, and right. he what did he get? He got arrested. He went to court. 
He paid some, you know, bullshit fines when you got, you know, May Mac money. They're all bullshit fines. And then he's back in the game with a title shot immediately. So, right. I, so I guess I don't so, know his why, star why, power. Well, so let me his star power absolutely t- plays a part of it. Absolutely. Well, that happened in New York. Now, the New York State Athletic Commission, I guess, did what they they thought was appropriate at the time. You know, they could have done the same thing. They could have suspended him and done whatever. Did the UFC issue a separate fine to McGregor as a result of that? Do you know? The best that I know is after the it happened, McGregor got his full pay, and Khabib did not get paid a dime. Cool. That was the UFC thing. That was UFC. And then the New York thing... I think I don't know what it was, but he went to court. He paid fines. I think they gave him community service or right. Go pick up some trash. Right, but at the end of the day, he he really got off doing some crazy shit, and it didn't cost him anything. Yeah, which is ironic. Like we're now we're not a political show, but you watch often people committing essentially the same crime or missed whatever it is, and having two completely different sentences. One guy does five oh, yeah. years. One. One guy gets six months with uh, picking up trash on the side of the turnpike. Right. You know, so it does happen all the time. It is interesting. It would be a shame that Khabib would get booted. But I honestly think Khabib won't give a fuck. And he'll just fight in whatever organization in the UK or wherever else. He doesn't care. Yeah. I he really think care. He, he doesn't care. It would be a shame it does happen in these kind of sports. And then you, you often will miss potentially some incredible fights as a direct result of that. And then really? all we have is you know, are talking about it on shows like this, saying, well, what would happen if he fought Ferguson or what would happen if he fought, you know, you know, whoever. I'm kind of hoping the UFC slides in there and tries to smooth it over a little bit, but you, you never know. Would you, I would think they would. You would think they're not on his side. You think they don't like him for some reason? You don't have to like him, but he sells pay-per-views. You have to I like know him for, the, for the business so you, end. For the business sense. Well, which is, I mean, he... he Right, he was on McGregor's coattails on that. You think he he's now establishing himself as a big money winner? That's for sure. Yeah, and there's plenty of big fights for him out there. The rematch with McGregor, right? Uh, Tony Ferguson, Nate Diaz says he's ready when Khabib's ready. There's a lot of guys that are in guys. line. That yeah, that, that I, agree. I mean, everybody would fight him because he has a belt. But there's a lot of guys that put people buying pay per views. To wrap this section up, we pay you the big bucks <laughs> for your opinion. If we're six months down the line and we're looking back on this, what's the state of play? Who are they both fighting? What what happened to them in terms of this event? You know, what how was this solved? I think Khabib is going to get suspended, and I can't imagine it's less than six months. So he won't be fighting. I think the next, and again, I know you're a McGregor fan, but now that he's he went and fought Mayweather and lost, which really doesn't matter in MMA, but in the big picture, it matters. So he lost him. He lost to Mayweather. He had the bus incident. He's doing all this crazy shit. He comes in and gets smashed by Khabib. The only sensible fight for him, I mean, I would say Tony Ferguson, but I think Tony will make light work of him, is the trilogy. That puts him back in the limelight. It gets him a huge payday, and he just has to hope to win. Because if he loses, I, I feel like another loss to a big name I don't want to say makes him irrelevant, but nobody's. it's not going to be like that unicorn, like, I'm fighting McGregor. It won't be a big deal then, I don't think. I hope your boy fights. I hope your boy fights the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be happy with that, I think. The more, the more you sell it to me, the more I like the idea. Um, okay, so, all right. So moving on to UFC 
2.30 last night. I know you weren't at the event, but I assume you've had time to sort of catch up on, on these fights. Last month, I asked you to sort of predict the, the results. And we had, at the time, we had Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold. And the other main fight on the card was, uh, was it Nate Diaz v. Poirier? It was, and they got pulled. Yeah, so, so t- tell us injury. how did both of those, because that is a big change to the lineup, right? It's neither fight happened. It is. Well, I, I, I'm a Weidman fan, but as soon as that fight happened, I just, I had a feeling Jacare was going to do it to him. I was actually surprised because that fight really, it never went on the ground. And Jacare's probably one of, if not the best BJJ guys in mixed martial arts. Uh, you know, I, I felt Weidman was touching him up for the first first two rounds, and then I, I don't know. He's like a machine. If, if you got to watch it, he was taking shots and just walking right through him like it didn't happen. And I actually give him credit because uh, at the end he landed, knocked Weidman out. You could tell he was knocked out, and pleaded with the referee, like I don't want to hit him again. And the referee was like, no, no, no. So he had to hit him like two more times. I mean, that's just class. That you know a guy's yeah. out. There's there's no reason to cause any unnecessary damage, right. you know? So that fight, uh, I believe I picked Weidman when it was against Rockhold. Uh, but, I mean, obviously I could say this now, but I would have picked Jacare over Weidman. Yeah. And I was one of the only people that was really on the Derek Lewis train for the main event. And yeah. I really thought the only way he would have lose, would have lost is – Cormier what? did exactly what he needed to do to win the fight. Did I can't he? take nothing away from him. Yeah. He, I, you know, he, he used the ground game, used the wrestling, and I, I was surprised. Lewis came in lean. He didn't look tired after the first round. It's just his ground game is not it, – it's not to Cormier's level. It's quite unusual to fight one month later. He had quite a grueling fight, and he won't have had a lot of time to sort of prepare for the opponent. Is that really surprised you that Derek Lewis was willing to step up? He's one of the guys I would say no. I mean, he's always willing to to fight. I mean, he'll fight anybody, and I I, I think with the result of the Cormier Lewis thing, I think the next fight that makes sense because Lewis did well, but on short notice. Right. And I still believe Stipe should have been the next fight again for the rematch. So I guess the next fight to make would be Stipe, Derek Lewis, and the winner gets a title shot. I mean, that only makes sense to me. I don't know. Jim, would you have put like one of your fighters in at that level one month later with, you know, uh, new opponent, et cetera, right. et cetera? I mean, he's really, he must have taken it a really short notice. But, well, the, the reality is sometimes that opportunity is there and you have to jump on it or it may never come again. So you have to ask yourself, can my fighter do it? Even if they, uh, even if it's a reach, you know, would I do it? Sure. It depends on the fighter, their conditioning, their dedication, their mindset, all that does. I have to take that into consideration, but absolutely. So if they come knocking and they say, hey, man, do you want a shot at the big time? That, that day, that moment may never come again for a whole host of reasons. So I would lean toward taking the fight. I'd be probably a little weary of it, but I would definitely do it. Yeah. He, he did have a shot. Don't you think Nick? I do. I do think he had a good shot and a real good if shot. he could have, if he could have managed to keep it standing up like right. he's done in the past, he, he can knock anybody out with one punch. 
Obviously. Yeah, we, no doubt. We can't argue that. I, no. I think it would have been. I mean, Cormier had to, you know, he had to figure out how to deal with the height, the reach, the weight difference. And right. he did exactly what he had to do. He went back to what he does best. You know, nobody said that he was going to secure every takedown, but he, he made sure he did. And it was funny watching him try to get the back. Like, he was trying to reach, and his feet were off the ground, like, because of the <laughs> yeah. size difference. Little kid yeah, on his I, daddy's back. A lot of people hate Cormier. I'm not really sure why. He's like, he really is like the champ champ. The guy does nothing wrong outside of the cage. Uh-oh. Doesn't get in trouble. Not big at talking trash. He comes in and performs. So, it's hard to not like him. How do you not like him? Right, right. I guess he's kind of a, a, he's a plain Jane. I think that's what it is. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, maybe that's it, but he's too fucking normal. He is. He's normal and humble. Humble. Maybe that's the problem. Right. So, and it's not, he's a likable guy. He's smart. I like listening to him. I like to listen to him talk his commentary. It's all good, but you know, it's like, um, you know, white bread. <laughs> maybe, it's, you know? it's, maybe the wow factor is not there. There is no wow factor. He you doesn't want... do a lot of pre-fight antics. Right. Yeah, right. And which does have an element. And I get some antics. Some guys are real good at doing the antics, and some guys aren't so hot at doing it, obviously. But uh, right. and I do like him. And uh, so, and he'll be like a parallel. He'll be around for a while. I did think we've talked before about where. You've got like the a traditional martial arts background, BJJ guys, very respectful, and obviously it doesn't, it just doesn't sell the, sh- the shows in the same way as some, you know, the trash talking guys, and, and, and right. that, that might be part of it. Um, was there anything else that caught your eye over the night? A few other, a few other fights um, on the card. I was impressed with um, Carl Robertson. He's a New Jersey guy. He, he, I don't know, man. He just went in there and. He really got it done. It was really impressive the way he did it. And he got injured in the fight. And he adjusted for the injuries on the fly. You know, it was just it was just crazy. And then uh, the other one that I've been kind of following is the Tajara Eubanks deal with she was supposed to she was supposed to fight for a belt, then they took the belt away. She's very good at pre-fight antics. Then she went in, she won her fight, but she didn't make weight. And then you got fighters on there, you know, tweeting her, talking about champions make weight. And she's like, I smashed this girl, blah, 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 blah. But you didn't make weight, you know. So <laughs> I don't know. The the card, I the problem is I was so hyped for the original fight card. Right. You know, yeah. that, uh, you know and I missed a bunch of the prelims because I was at um, I was at Primal Fight Night. Right. I that was a there. good show. That was a good. <laughs> we'll we'll get on we'll get onto that in just a minute. Um, next month, uh, UFC two thirty one, Saturday the eighth of December. Been fought in Canada. Um, most seem to be in Vegas, but it, this one's up up there in Toronto. Max Holloway, uh, Brian Ortega. What's your prediction for that on the main card? As uh, I'm a Max fan, I get it. The whole blessed era, but I just don't think there's anybody out there that can beat Brian Ortega. Period. Now, that's from my viewing. I actually got to meet and hang out with Brian maybe a month ago. And on top of everything, he is just, he's fan-friendly. He's media-friendly. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. humble. He, he's just, he's another Daniel Cormier. He just knows he's good and doesn't need to tell anybody about it. But at the end of the day, I see that 
fight going probably ladder rounds, and I see Ortega submitting Holloway in fourth round. Great prediction. And, and then the women's fight, uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus jo- Joanna, and I never say this set right, Jed Zurak or something like that. How do you say it? Yen Zhenchek. Yeah, yeah, right. I was That's close, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I've seen her. I haven't seen Shevchenko, but um, what, what's your prediction? To be for that fair, one? my wife's Polish, and I asked her how to say it right. That's how I learned. I'm just saying. Nice. My prediction for that: uh, I like Johanna. Um, I don't like her at flyweight, and I, I think it's Val's time. I think Val's going to close her out inside the two rounds. She's just too much for everybody. Right. Hopefully that these fights will actually happen so I can we can like, ah. measure whether you whether you got them ah, right. There's or not, not too many part. these these aren't pull out people. They don't they don't have a history of I, I think it's gonna happen. Well Holloway Ortega was already cancelled once. Right. And so that'll happen. And I don't think Val or Johanna has ever pulled I can't remember them pulling out of fights. They'll be there. All right, let's move on to the really big news. Primal fight night. Oh, Jim, do you want to give people who weren't there an overview of you know what you guys right. you guys are doing over there and right? So this yeah. was our, our our show here. We did locally in the Trenton area. Uh, we did it at a local school, as opposed to the casino. It was a great event. I tell you, a lot of stuff had to come together to make this thing happen. Uh, you wouldn't believe the stories and the chaos I had to deal with to make and all the hurdles I had to jump to make this local event happen. Um, and, uh, and uh, of course, Nick was uh, was free on his schedule. So Nick was able to make it in, and uh, it was yeah. a great show. It was a great show. Um, I was thrilled with how it went. You know, there's always hiccups. You don't. You're completely as a fan, and, and Nick is in the business as a, a reporter and stuff. And there's a lot of chaos behind the scenes that no one sees. You're talking about making weight. I'll give you an example. Guys come in and they're overweight or they're underweight slightly, and those are little fixes. You can't come in underweight in New Jersey. If you come in underweight, it's a problem if you're in a different weight division. But uh, some guys will come over a pound or two heavy, and then they have to kind of run around the block to burn off weight. It's an amateur MMA. You weigh in the day of the fight, hours before the fight, not the day before. So you really have to be spot on on your, on your weight cutting. And that is always a concern as a promoter. You knew that, Nick, right? Yes, right. with the amateur stuff. Right. So it's a concern. You're sitting like, fuck, you know, I hope my main event who sold 50 tickets to my show makes weight. <laughs> you know, hopefully they're professional enough to, to do that. But then it was a good event. So what was your take on it, Nick? I'll tell you what. When I get to go to an amateur card, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know a single fighter on the card. There's a lot of good <laughs> guys there. Of I'm course. being totally honest. Right. I don't know a single guy on the card. And after the fight's over, I get on the laptop like, all right, I'm going to have to look this guy up. All right, right. let me look that guy up. Because you see it. You, right. you see, you're like, wow, this. Well, uh, the guy who won fight of the night, Pete. Right. Um, Pete. I can't pronounce his last name. Just call him Pete. Yeah. They call him Don Pep. I'll it tell is. you, man, he fought a great fight. He deserved fight of the night. And he crumbled his opponent. He did. Like, he set him Like, you could obviously tell he's fighting amateur. But he's levels above that training-wise. I actually got to talk to him after. That guy's been practicing jiu-jitsu since he was like 11 years old. You know, so he's got almost 20 years under his belt. Um, right. He didn't win the fight via jiu-jitsu, so it, it doesn't matter. He did that with striking. It yeah. was just all around impressive. There was a lot of guys that I have check marks next to 
Like, hey, all right, I'm gonna have to see when they fight again, or or if they're on, you know, if they're gonna be on your next card. All right. Uh, the guy Efren was impressive. Who won? Yeah, who won the the belt. So obviously he's gonna be on a card. There was just oh, a yeah. lot of, you could see, talent that was gonna develop. Right. Uh, on on the card, and uh, what was the other guy? Naughty, not wrestling. His wrestling, wrestling was Solid super wrestling. legit. Super legit wrestling. Plus, you know, I got to bump into a couple, couple friends in the audience. I was surprised. You know, you're doing good when you know Daniel Gracie's in the crowd or right. Sydney Outlaws in the cloud, yep, crowd. I got to see them. Yep, yep. Right. got to hang out with them. And your matchmaker did a great job. I think she, uh, she put together. There was no fights that were like, okay, this guy got thrown to the wolves. Right. Plus, you know, there's tons of finishes. Right. There was TKOs, KOs. I loved it. Yeah, so our job is to, because it's interesting, some of the concerns initially were, were uh, am I going to be just feeding fighters up to my, because I own a gym, and my fighters have competed in my my stuff. And we don't feed fighters up. My job as a promoter and Helen uh, as the matchmaker is to make the best and the fairest matchup possible and competitive as possible. We do our research. We say, hey, can Bob fight Joe? And let the coaches make that ultimate decision. We don't feed up anybody weeks tell you everything we know about that and it's up for them to make the educated decision to let their fighters fight and as a, as a result uh this card and our last card were great shows we had received compliments by the state athletic commission on both cards saying the fights were unreal and what we've done by the way is being above board and being honest and not serving guys up at this amateur level we've discussed it where there are organizations that feed fighters up to their favorite schools. Let's give the in boxing. We call it tomato cans. Let's serve this guy up and we'll just milk his record a little bit. We don't do that. Shows are good. Words out. We're here to stay. I go to your gym. My yeah. son comes to your gym. Yeah. I know your fighters. I didn't see a single one last night. That's I don't right. Think you had nobody, nobody on the card, correct? Nobody on the card last night at your gym. So, right. And look, I don't, I would have absolutely have loved to have a couple of, it's in my town. If I'd have had four of my fighters on the card, I'd have sold another, you know, who knows how many hundred more tickets <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as a result. But we did, and it just didn't work out. We did try to match a couple of them, and sometimes matchups happen. Sometimes they don't for a whole host of reasons. But it was good. It was good. Like you said, Daniel Gracie was there, and and, uh, and Sydney was there. So it was, you know, it was a good good little show. Larry Hazard was there. The State Athletic Commissioner was there. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I saw there. Yeah, so he was there as well. Everybody did a great job. I was very happy with how the show went. It's a ton of work, uh, and we have a real good team. And I'm thrilled. I'm glad you come, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, you we're gonna we're gonna do next year. I don't know, maybe six MMA shows, a couple of uh, kickboxing, Muay Thai shows, and of course boxing shows as well. So I'll have something every month, unfortunately. So, good. <laughs> so it's good, and I'm glad that you're here and you cover it. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to the local fighters. As you said, so our job at our, we're at the bottom feeders, would you call it? <laughs> we're on the first rung of show business, right? So our job is to find guys who are trying to get up there. We're, we're the first stage up that ladder. Now, as we grow bigger and bigger, you know, that'll slightly change and, and we'll have to figure out how that's going to flesh out if we decide to do some other kind of events. And you have to spot that talent, their dedication, there's a whole thing. But you weren't there early on, so I had a meeting with all the fighters and all the coaches because I used to fight and I am a coach. And I own a gym and I'm a promoter. So I see it from all different perspectives and I see everyone's take on it. So I just gave them a little pep talk and just said, hey, guys, I want to thank you very much 
for all your time and dedication for the coaches because this is a big deal. You had to do a lot of stuff to get here tonight. It's real important that we do it together. We're successful. Let's have a good show. Sanjo was it, you know, and they were all appreciative of that because often they're they're underappreciated at these local levels like they're, you know, just uh, being served up to get beaten on. And, and I do appreciate their hard work. And hell, you know, it does mean a lot. So it was good. I like it. I like it from my end because you'll you'll see guys at the early stages. Yeah, it's you cool. get to talking to them. I've been in your gym to talk to guys. I've been to tons of gyms. Right. And the thing I love the most is when I get them as an amateur, and then I look in the news and they got signed to Bellator. They got signed right. to the UFC. Because then I go back to them, and trust me, it could be years later. They don't forget. They don't. Like, hey, you're that guy that wanted to Gave talk me to time. me when I was right. nobody. Right. So I, I like it. I mean, I, I like getting the guys. It's I find it like. It's almost like a game for me. Like, oh, I like what I see here. I like what I see here. And you're, and, and mind you, I'll interview any fighter. If you get in the cage to fight, you earned, you earn the respect of anybody, including the media. I, you could be zero and five as an amateur. If you want to come on the show for an interview, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you're zero and five. Let's talk about what you're doing to change it. It doesn't matter to me. Right. So from that end, that might be where I'm a little <laughs> slanted because I'll interview. That your fight of the night, I'll interview that guy the same way I interview, you know, I've interviewed Cyborg and it, right. it got this, it got, it will get the same attention. You know, I do my research, I do my homework and I ask, I don't ask trap questions and I definitely, I ask some questions to make them comfortable. Even if we're talking about your loss, I want you to feel good when we hang up. So right. I, I, I try to hit all the fine points, you know, it's very, dis, it, it's got, it's discouraging. And what you don't need is somebody else like piling the shit on top of your already bad day. Right. No, no, I, no, absolutely. Well, look, thanks for, you know, covering. It was a good show. We'll have, like oh, yeah. I said, we'll have a ton of shit next year. There was one thing, one thing I, Tom, Tom and I mentioned earlier. And I wanted to touch on what do you believe of this talk? And I don't want to keep going back to Khabib stuff, but I meant to mention earlier about Khabib fighting Mayweather. <laughs> look, you're, you're at it. You're, you're messing up his timeline. He's having a stress, a panic attack on the end. We're not chronological. Right. I think it's great. I think it's great. And you know why? Because mm. if McGregor got to do it, letting him do it, if he's not suspended forever, um, shows that it's an e equal playing field. Plus, right. I already see one of the promo posters that says there's only one king in the jungle. They're both undefeated. Ah, right. Now, granted, uh, the odds are none. The, the result will probably be the same. It'll probably uh, be worse. The only thing Khabib has going for him is he has cardio to go 112 rounds. So yeah, but it's different cardio though. But I, I think he's prepared. I mean, I think oh, guys I think that so. have high level, high level wrestling backgrounds are good. I, can he outstrike Mayweather? No way. No. No, he just listen. I like Khabib. I would love to see an MMA guy go in there and whoop Mayweather. But the reality is that guy's going to if this fight happens. He's going to be at his strip club for the whole week again, closing the bar out like he did with McGregor. And he's going to throw 40 punches in the first six rounds to make the fans feel like they got their money worth. Right. And then when the seventh round comes and he's like, all right, I'm tired of doing this. He's just going to. Yeah, it'll never. I just I meant to bring that in. I have some pretty cool stuff. If you guys have a few extra minutes that we of can course. add to the show. What do we got? What do we got? That's interesting. And you know, I'm not usually a boxing guy for the right. most part, but I have something of boxing interest. So yesterday we had on our podcast, 
Clarissa Shields. Oh, uh, nice. Who's undefeated, currently yeah. holds uh, two belts, looking to, unif- to get the third vacant belt. Um, and she was classic Clarissa. You have to love talking to her. She says, speaks her mind. Uh, and she was supposed to face Christine Hammer, who uh, fell short to illness. Well, I know that they went through a bunch of fighters and no one wanted to fight her. Yeah. So Christine Hammer's sparring partner, Hannah Rankin, stepped up to the challenge, five and two. She has a silver belt, and I got to talk to her today. Nice. Um, the funniest part of it, uh, and I appreciated both of them for how they answered the question. We asked Clarissa, you know, we're talking to your opponent tomorrow. Do you have anything to pass on? And the short version of what she said is, my opponent says she doesn't talk trash. I don't want to hear anything. I want her to tell me to my face she's going to beat me. Clarissa's like, I talk trash, but I also walk trash in the <laughs> ring. So it was nice. We had Hannah on today, and rather than me give her the short version, I played all three minutes oh, of wow. what Clarissa cool. had to say. Yep. And Hannah legitimately stepped back, looked into the camera, and 100% said, I am taking your belts home with me. Wow, nice. So on the 17th, I think it's in Kentucky uh, where they're fighting. I believe they're the co-main event. I will make sure that I am watching boxing on that day. Amazing. I love it. They both were so confident. (laughs) And Hannah also told us that uh, she was not – the allure of fighting T-Rex does not bother her. She doesn't care. She doesn't care that she's, you know – the underdog, she doesn't care if she's being underestimated. I don't think Clarissa will underestimate any opponent. I just get that vibe. And she even said she trains for every fight. Yeah. Like it's the hardest fight of her life. The girl's got skills. Nobody could deny it. She's the GOAT. Right. But everybody loses eventually unless you're Floyd Mayweather or Khabib. So right. I, I hope it's competitive. I, I'm excited to see it. And uh, in the offbeat, another one that popped up on my radar, and you guys may or may not appreciate this. Uh-huh. So I always look for odd things that are people are doing in the community. There is actually a guy. He's got his crowdfunding on Indiegogo. Cage Fighters from the Rock. It's a 12-part MMA-related comic book. No one's oh, ever nice. done it. They right. got the fighters. Their coach gets killed by a guy who gets plastic surgery. And ah. Takes <laughs> over as the mayor. Um, nice. Mike Radich. Mike Radich is actually uh, the guy doing it all i'm actually going to have him on my show this week because oh, i nice. want to know stuff yeah i want to know some things cool that'd be neat let us know how that goes man that's yeah cool. absolutely never, never heard that never heard exactly me either so i'm like oh i gotta i gotta co- contact this guy uh, <laughs> sounds like uh, a good story might make it, it, does, it does. or something awesome yeah hey nick thanks again buddy we'll talk to you next month and we'll keep anytime I love it's always show. a great time. Great, it's, and these are some of the the fans' bet, favorite shows. Man, they really dig it. So, got great insight here, and we'll it's be a talking. no rule show. We could just say whatever. That's why it's great. That is, it is awesome, man. Thanks, and again, thanks for coming last night, Tom. You got anything, brother? No. You don't want to promote our radio show or anything? Primalradio.net. Um, you can go. find us on Facebook. Uh, Combat right. Insiders. Nick Portella MMA. Primal Gym, New Jersey, Primal Promotions. Those are all wow. things you can follow and, and you know, kind of keep keep up with the stuff that all of us do. Right, remember to like and share us. Spread the love. Spread the love.
You have been listening to Primal Radio in association with Primal Gym and Primal Promotions. Primal Radio is available on all good podcast venues. To help us grow, please subscribe, like it, share it, and leave us a great review.